Hello and welcome to Drive-In Double Feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into that, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast. Just a fun little place where you could support us, where Nathan and I have some off-the-cuff conversations, games, maybe a guest or two, who knows. Uh, Just something we give a little extra to our Patreons over there uh doesn't affect any regular content just helps us support the show give it a check it out sometime but today we're going to be talking about 1979's when a stranger calls directed by fred walton and i think for me this movie threw me a huge curveball i was not expecting uh, a manhunt movie i was not either i thought it was going to be a home invasion thriller and it's only a home invasion thriller in the beginning and the end uh everything Just a little bit yeah everything else is is all manhunt i was really surprised by this movie actually yeah uh, just like you um and that's that's one of those things uh i guess you know movies like this that are talked up or you know are such a big deal can still have something hidden because maybe people just remember a scene or a moment. That's what sticks in their head, not the whole thing. Well, I'm getting a little ahead, but what did you think overall of it? Okay. Um, that's the, I thought it was okay. I actually didn't really, I didn't like it for the most part. I, I liked. Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't care for it either. Good. I'm glad uh, that we agree. Uh, I thought that was going to be a controversial opinion because this movie's well-liked. Um, but I mean, but the it's, it's well liked enough to be to have a remake. Yeah, exactly. And no wonder people don't like the remake because it's based off of this movie. Uh, that <laughs> that might have been well, mean to say. <laughs> well, no, I actually what I was gonna because what I read is like the the remake is actually it is a home invasion movie. It is it's set entirely in the house. Gotcha. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's the best part of this movie. The first twenty minutes of this movie. I think are great. Her, it's great. I yeah. honestly, if, if this was a, a short film, mm-hmm. it would be perfect. But yeah. And my reading is that's what it was originally. It was really kind of, it was pitched as a short film or that was like, it started out as the idea of it being a short film. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then we go on like that's how the movie was supposed to end like she was going to go up the stairs and and find out that her children were dead but yeah it's uh that's how it was originally and then it was just like oh it got sold as a feature and then they had to expand on that and it it really does feel like two complete different things going on and i just Mm -hmm. I thought the manhunt stuff was pretty boring. I mean, not, not really boring, I guess, but I just, I didn't like it really, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very good. It definitely felt like um, learning that that seems definitely, it just feels like two things put together that don't really need to be together. And I'm going to kind of attribute that to being this, this is kind of early slasher cinema kind of deal so maybe they just hadn't quite they were like oh yeah well we have to have the cop going after them you know there has to be that element it can't just be a woman just being haunted by this um also it comes from a short campfire tale that's kind of what this is is the short story or 
a tale you tell around to scare people like well, the home invader was in, well go ahead oh yeah no i i was gonna say the same thing i i was wondering because you i think everybody's heard that ghost story or whatever where mm-hmm. it's like the calls coming from inside the house or whatever and like because they yeah. actually say that line like we trace the call it's coming from inside the house yeah and, and that's like one of the most famous lines from like horror movies like that's such a i forgot that that was from this movie and when i heard it it was a great moment you know it's a great reveal it's done so well yeah and i think well so i mean this movie is after black christmas and black christmas they yeah. they are also being kind of terrorized by an a faceless assailant that's been kind of harassing them on the phone mm-hmm. too so i was wondering like maybe they're just trying to get away from that sort of thing or whatever but to me i i really you know it's the killer when it's like this unseen killer you don't really know much about him. And I think that's kind of where I didn't like it is when they actually like the killer becomes the star of the movie. Um, yeah. After this, <laughs> which is a really weird way to put it. Cause that that's where the suspense is. That's where it's really gripping. Cause uh, Carol Kane is a babysitter taking care of two kids. They're sleeping upstairs. She keeps getting calls the whole time from a faceless An- person. Oh, go ahead. Another, uh, another Adams family actor too this week. Yes. Yeah. Very, what a weird connection. I mean, <laughs> Carol Kane, I forgot who she was. I saw her and I knew who she was, but I was like, what is she in? She's in so many things. Just one of those great actresses. Com- yeah. Super great comedian actor, actress. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she's great in this. She plays scared very well. And every time she picks up the phone, she gets a little more and more scared and the cops don't want to help her. Cause like the cops do nothing for this poor girl. Like she calls yeah. them and they're like, she says, Hey, this guy's harassing me. I, I don't know where he is. And they're like, ah, it's probably nothing. Just, I wouldn't worry about it. He'll probably get bored eventually. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, they're like, okay, so this guy keeps calling you and he's not using any lewd language. Uh, No, but he's still calling me. Uh, Is he, you know, is he, is he there? No, it's just like, it's like, well, then you have nothing to worry about, man. Yeah, he'll, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll stop eventually. He's like, try getting a whistle and blowing the whistle into the phone. (laughs) yeah and it and and that's 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 fun you know i think that's a fun element and then eventually she does convince them to trace the call and that's where the line comes from like get out of the house now he's in the house um but this i was gonna say too that that 20 minutes is that was uh west craven paying homage to that scene in the movie in the screen movie yeah yeah it's uh, it's actually and then was done over and over again in every spring <laughs> sequel <laughs> well i was gonna say now everybody thinks that that scene came from scream and they're like oh we're paying homage to scream when it was scream paying homage to another movie <laughs> yeah exactly um there's really great lines from this person like whereas she's like why why do you want to do this and she's just like i just want i want to see your blood um and just stuff like that, you know, very menacing. Um, and yeah, I guess this dude kills the two kids upstairs. You don't see it or anything, but I think that's actually kind of perfect. I think that makes it just a little more scary. Yeah. I, that I, I was, they, they, you don't see any of like the real bloody scenes or anything like that. And 
I don't, I thought it was weird though, is they do a time shift. It was, it's supposed to be seven years later, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they don't say that it's been seven years later. Like it just goes like they cut from one scene to the next. And then I guess it, like that time had passed by, like they don't say like seven years later or whatever as no. a title card. They, they just, they're like, oh, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. You learn that from dialogue and, and then it just like goes downhill from there. It's kind of about, it's a, a dual plot line. Well, even like it, it's got three plot lines. Carol Kane's almost forgotten about at this point. Um, the cops chasing after him and then we get to see the perspective of the killer after he breaks from a mental institution um, which uh the mental institution to the doctor there she's like oh well he's had immense therapy with us he shouldn't be any real threat to anything and i'm like yeah. he escaped from the, <laughs> the yeah. facility like he's definitely a threat he murdered children yeah and she was like so like like just didn't care he was like okay well could you tell me like just some information about him and she's like it's in the files okay i'm not gonna tell you anything it's in well, the files well he he's he, yeah she she kept saying it's in the files and this guy who's a private he was a, working for the police and now he's a private investigator mm-hmm. and he he says i'm not gonna read your files like i'm like what <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand. Just re- you're a private investigator. <laughs> like that's your job is to research. Yeah, I don't know. And and then we get stuff with the killer, and it's really, uh, I don't know what they're going for with these scenes. He goes to a bar and like he kind he's a creep to one of the women there. He's a creep, but it's like they're trying to make him a sympathetic character almost. Yeah, but it, yeah, I think so, but it just doesn't work because I mean, he gets the crap beat out of him and everything, but he follows her home and like invades her home. She he doesn't do anything, but he's kind of a creep to her, and it's it's not particularly great to watch either. I don't know how no. to explain it. It's just well, not interesting. He goes, he goes to the bar and he's a total creep where. He tries to hit on this one woman and she makes a clear like leave me alone like there's not giving him any leeway or like trying to flirt back with him or anything she's pretty like hard line like get away from me i don't want to even talk to you mm-hmm. and the guy there's a, another bar patron there who just beats the crap out of him because he would not leave him alone and like the guy was like even like bud you need to leave like you're bothering this lady Mm-hmm. And the serial killers just like spits in his face, like just yeah, like, he, like he's the one annoyed about all of this, and the guy gets the crap beat out of him, and then he follows this woman home, and then she sees him there, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna apologize," and she's like, "Oh, well, I should, I should be the one to apologize." Not really. And th- <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, you did nothing wrong," and uh, and then he just lets himself into her apartment. Mm-hmm. and he will not leave like she's like you need to leave like i who said you could come in here and he's like well when can i see you again and she's like i don't know like just <laughs> leave get out of here and he, and he finally does leave like after a lot of prodding yeah it takes a long time for him to leave it she's like oh maybe i'll meet with you tomorrow maybe we can do coffee tomorrow and that's kind of like okay, then I will see you again. And I think in his eyes, of course, he thinks this is very romantic or something like, oh, wow, some crazy event happened. But 
no. <laughs> uh, well, is it romance or is he? Tr- I mean, I'm assuming he's going to kill her if he had he, the opportunity. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, he's kind of crazy too. I'm sure oh, yeah, he wants true. to kill her as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, then it's kind of just this whole plot line of the cop knocking on her door and like. Uh, yeah, well, like, that's the other thing, too. Yeah, the cop is not likable either. No. And he, like, this woman is, she has no idea who this cop is. She doesn't know that she was just with, hanging out with a a murderer. Yeah. And the cop is, like, banging on her door violently, like, let me in. I need to ask you these questions. She's like, mm-hmm. who are you? And he's like, and then he just starts calling her a bitch and, like, telling yeah. her to open up the door and She's like, well, do you have a badge? He's like, yeah, I'll show it to you when you let me in. And then he just barges in. He's like, I don't have a badge. Yeah, he's like, I don't have a badge. And this is after he tells another cop or another guy like, oh, this this guy who killed the children, I'm going to murder him. I'm not going to bring him into justice or anything. I'm just going to kill him, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. He, he, The other, he meets with another cop who I guess is like the chief now or whatever and Mm -hmm. who is also there the night of the murder he says i'm gonna kill him he's like you can't do that he's like hey he killed two children then the guy's like all right we'll just make it don't make a lot of noise and make it quick don't drop my (laughs) name i I won't i won't mention you um very uh, very interesting um yeah where does it go from there because i feel like there's like a little you get a little bit of oh go ahead yeah well he just he he goes on and he kind of then he kind of starts stalking this woman yeah that that he that turned him down and follows and well the cop is like hey i'm gonna tail you because he's probably going to tail you as well yeah and that is the case like he he actually breaks into the woman's apartment and she screams luckily the cop is there and he chases him off and they kind of do like this big chase sequence, but the guy gets away. And yeah, that's, that's the main thing really. Yeah. Do they ever explain how he finds the woman's house and where she lives again? They, well, kind of there's. Cause she, like she had her name in the paper. Okay. And yeah. it, it was, she had her name and face in the paper. Cause I, she was getting some type of, like chairwoman position or something like she was getting some type of title and it had her name and face in there. So I'm assuming he just connected looked her, up the dot. The, looked her up in the phone book or whatever. I don't know, but yeah. Cause I thought that was quite a jump from like, cause it kind of goes there and then all of a sudden he's like back at her place. Cause that that's what happens. Her and her, and uh, her husband end up having dinner together. They have a babysitter at home. And I, this is a, a scene that I actually thought was really well done is while she's eating dinner, she gets a phone call for her and it's the guy's voice and she freaks out and screams in the middle of like the restaurant because she hears the guy's voice again. Oh yeah. That's I guess. Yeah. Carol Kane was great in this movie. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I wish there was way more her because she's only in the, the very opening scene and then the last bit so yeah the the last bit and you know i'm i'm talking up the end of this movie but now i'm like thinking about it and what was memorable of it it really wasn't that good i mean like i like the twist right i like the whole twist that he's back and 
after the time skip, he's now haunting her again. And I really wish it was just that. I wish that was just the movie. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I like the scene, but like the motivation behind it, I'm not really a fan of though. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it feels very forced, just like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to go after this one random girl. And I'm like, I did, I mean, I don't, did he have like an obsession with her? Why didn't he go after her earlier or yeah. anything? If that was the, if that was the case, uh, I don't know. I just it felt very tacked on. And mm-hmm. like I said, too, the middle part just feels like a completely different movie. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was great motivation no no and i I think it's all all around like pretty pretty weak and i don't think you know honestly now that i think about it this movie gets brought up but not like an essential like this is must watch horror and i think there's a reason for that because only 20 minutes of this is really just like firing all on all cylinder stuff yeah that's the only part that's really worth watching really i yeah I mean, you can kind of just shut it off afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. It kind of works as a short film. You know, it's got a creepy, eerie ending. He's still out there kind of deal. Um, yeah. not, not, oh, here he is. Here's what he looks like. And let's feel bad for him really quickly for this child killer. And they don't even do it well, you know? Um, what did you think of... Um, the serial killer, the guy playing Kurt Wait, Duncan. So I do actually think he did a, a good enough job for what he had. He he was always sweaty and gross and like he played that very well. So I actually think he at least was a good performer. Yeah. So the reason why he looked like that is mm-hmm. he was allegedly he had AIDS during that time and he was oh battling with that. So because oh, there wow. are there are uh he uh yeah he because if you look at him from like earlier movies i mean you know he looks a lot better he's got a lot of color in his face and this one i mean he looks really sickly gotcha and that's sad and six months after this movie was made he passed away gotcha gotcha so they're saying that like he was a very like uh you know early case before like the aids pandemic like really broke out yeah and i mean i AIDS was a thing before the 80s yes. but yeah of course but but uh yeah he that it's not the official ruling but that seems to be like the overwhelming evidence to be that that, that that that's what it is so that's why I say allegedly because I don't it's not like a surefire thing but he was in a uh, a relationship with another man so gotcha um you know yeah yeah and I mean you can and now that I think about it, because that's the main characteristics I picked out of it is that he looked sl- sickly and sweaty, so it, it makes sense. And hey, it made for a good pick, so uh, because he he played the role well. Sad that I, he died, I, though. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was good, but I think I would have liked it better if it was like a different movie maybe because when you do a movie like a home invasion type of movie or like a killer like an unseen killer it's you know the how's the old saying go less is more type of thing so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like when the character killer is very mysterious you don't know a whole lot about them that's 
it makes the movie that much better. But this one, we've spent so much time with the killer by the end of the movie. It's kind of like, uh, there's not a ton of mystery there. We kind of figure he's a crazy guy. We know he's good. He's up to no good. Yeah. Uh, more like a Henry portrait of a serial killer kind of movie. You know, like it, it's actually but, following just him would be a better deal. Right. Well, that one's different too, because that one, Michael Rooker has like a performance of a lifetime. That's true. That That's very but, true. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I, but like I said, it, that's why it feels like very two different movies. It's not following a serial killer. It's kind of following a serial killer for like half of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I could see how the opening bit is very memorable. I can see why people love it. I mean, like I said, it's, it's one of the, it's a shot really great. The suspense is there. Um, there's a lot of, uh, like when they, one trick that they used was each time the phone rang. So each time for new call, they increased the volume of each ring. Mm-hmm. so that way it was just it heightened that level of suspense to it so yeah. um i think uh like i always said it you know if it was like a whole movie of a home invasion i think we both would have liked it better but as it is as a whole watch the first 20 minutes like i said and i i, I can't recommend much more than that no that's exactly what i would say yeah. i really would say watch those first 20 minutes and you can you can turn it off and you would actually be completely fine that's my recommendation for this movie uh but i do want to make a side note uh because i did mention in the last episode what was the deal with that audio on that amazon prime i don't know i just thought it was the movie because that's how i watched it and i i was going to comment i i didn't comment it on this time because i realized that it was just the streaming service but i was like dang this audio is horrible like it is so bad i don't i don't know why there's multiple varying audio like tracks out there whoever did the mixing for this audio this uh file or whatever that's on the streaming service Mm -hmm. they need to get back on there and fix that because it is like the speaking volumes are so loud and muffled yeah, you can't you can't even hear like what the actors are saying. It's just it's just like rah, 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 like that type. And yeah, it's like overblown. Like I, I don't yeah. know who, I don't know who thought this was like a good idea. They were like not edit, mixing their audio with headphones on. They just had their crappy little computer speakers, and they're like, oh, I gotta yes. turn this up. I don't know, but yeah, no, I totally agree that it was it was a mess. I'm glad to hear that it actually has good audio. <laughs> yeah, I I got like. I got five minutes into it and I'm like, oh, hell no. I, I'm not listening to this like, the whole time. And, and I, I tried another service and luckily I, it was there. Yeah, because I mean, audio is one of the most important parts of a movie. Like if you have bad audio, it totally takes you out of the experience. So I get it. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, Oh, uh, one funny line uh, was when Carol Kane and her new husband were going out for dinner and her husband says, honey, if we don't leave soon, I'm going to eat this staircase. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is comic writing right there. You never said that before? I mean, yeah, I've said that 
Or I, I was going to say, would... that's just like common, like everybody said, I'm, I'm about to eat the staircase, you know. <laughs> I say it all the time. I don't know why it just it made me laugh. <laughs> no, it is but, a good line. <laughs> um yeah, that was it. But yeah. I think we are done now with that. So Nathan, what are we gonna be talking about next time? All right. So next time we're gonna be talking about the lady in red from 1979, directed by Lewis Teague. And you can watch that over on Tubi. Sounds great. Can't wait. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, if you've got any questions, suggestions for us, please email us over at drive in double feature podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DIDF pod. Again, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash drive in double feature podcast. But until next time, what I call. I'm calling from inside the podcast. <gasps> oh!